0: Um, so, I got started on this a, a couple weeks ago uh, on, a, on a theme of choosing God's side. Choosing sides is what I'm calling this. It's, it's just choosing sides. Because it's, it's amazing, you know, as great as God is, you would think he would just choose for us. You know, he's sovereign. Why doesn't he just make us do? Wouldn't that just be nice? Have you ever gotten there it's like, God just fixed me. Just, just make me right, right now. I, I would just. You're so great. Just go ahead and do it. Do it to me now. <laughs> and and he, he says, "Yeah, I'm. I have. <laughs> I just need you to choose what I've done." And, and so, uh, so we got started on this. And I, the, the first week, we just kind of unwrapped what it means to actually choose God's side of things and how how critical it is. Um, you know, you can you can be doing something that you think is exactly right, and you're actually in opposition to God, or or not eh, not completely with Him on it. You know what I mean? And, and you know, we were, we were watching um, we were watching this. No, I wa- We were watching a different one. Can you believe we watched so much? <laughs> like we watched Alone, and we watched. I, I, there was a, a series. I don't even think it was a series. I think it was just a movie about Paul. I don't know if anybody's seen that. I, th- I think it's on Netflix or, uh, or, or Prime or something. And he, no, it, it's, it's, it's about Paul. So it starts off when he's Saul, you know, and um, it shows him actually, uh, you know, persecuting Christians and then going and getting Stephen and having him stoned. And standing there when he's getting stoned. Wow. And, um, and, you know, Paul thought he was on God's side. Yeah. He thought he was doing what was right. Yeah. And, you, you know, I, I want to say, God, help me. Help me not to just be doing stuff because this is what I've gotten used to. Or, or, you know, and, and it's not going to be as bad as Paul. I'm sorry. I'm not going to, I'm not going to throw stones at anybody, you know, but, but what are we doing? And it's, and I want to say, okay, God, if there's, if there's a side of you that I need to choose, that's going to help me here. You know, the, and, and the sad thing was, uh, um, so, so, so he, he gets converted, you know, his, his, he goes blind, you know, and he, and he, uh, I didn't watch the whole thing, but, um, but I saw, <laughs> what's that? Paul, the apostle of Christ. It's actually really good. Um, but later on, when, he, when he's, talking, he's talking to God about it, and he's saying, God, uh, he might have been talking to some disciples. I think he was. And, and, but he's saying, you know what? I, I, I was thinking I was doing what was wrong, and I actually, me, in, in being on the wrong side of God, I actually hurt people. I, I killed Stephen thinking I was on God's side. You know, how often there might be something that's not just about, it's never just about us. Uh, Whatever side we're on, you get on God's side and it's going to help somebody. But, man, I've seen, I've grown up in church. Anybody grow up in church? You know, my dad's a pastor and, man, I've seen stuff in church that people got hurt worse than in the world a lot of times. You know? why because it wasn't god's side you know so how necessary it is and how helpful it is and how how sometimes we can just have god help me help me just to make an adjustment here and then help me to choose that you know it's it's not enough to just get some good information we have to choose it we have to do something with it right and so we've we've just come through uh um thanksgiving how many uh, uh, had a good Thanksgiving, had some good food. Amen, had some good fellowship. Um, you know, Thanksgiving, I have to just kind of set all my agendas over to the side and just and, and this has been a battle for me in the, in the past because i''m I'm, I'm kind of you know achievement oriented. so it's like I need to be practicing my guitar, I need to be you know doing all these other things. And no, no, we just set things aside and just be grateful together, right. And it's it's a blessing. It's it's we're we're supposed to do these things, right? Um, what? Oh. <laughs> All right, I'm on the right side of things, right? Okay, okay. <laughs> so we talked about care last week, and we found out, you know what? That there's a, there's a God side of care. It's not that we're not supposed to have cares, but we're supposed to give them to Him, and and it's supposed to be something where uh, we actually. Our heart can still be connected, but it's in his hands, and it can do something good for us. So this week, I wanted, you know, with, with Thanksgiving, how many are thankful for anything? You know, we, we do this around the table. Anybody do this around the table where you sit down and you, you say, okay, everybody goes around and, and, you, and you have to say what you're thankful for, you know? And um, anybody do that? Is there, how many for y'all, is it kind of silent for a little bit? It's like, everybody's kind of like stage fright, put on, on the spot, you know. It's like, let's see, what am I thankful for? Oh, oh yeah, my wife. <laughs> yeah, you know, there, there's the obvious things. We, we, we look around and we see things, right? And, and, it's, and it's like, even right now, you know, we could have a testimony service. What, what would you say you're thankful for? And I just, I just challenge you in it right now. Think of something you're thankful for, okay? Now, this is not not to say we're wrong, we're on the wrong side of anything. In fact, we're on the right side of things when we're thankful for anything, right? But I want to challenge us that there is a God side of thanks that isn't quite as obvious. And it's going to have to do with things that we don't see, that we can't. Think about and say, yeah, I got that thing. Somebody gave me that thing. Oh, it's a blessing from God, but i it's something I'm enjoying already. There's a God's... Because thank... What is thanks? And let's go ahead and get into my, my notes a little bit. Because I want to look at what, what thanks actually is or, or, or gratitude actually is. <laughs> and... Um, there's an implication when you're when you're thankful for something, is that you've taken possession of something, right? Yeah, that's true. When you give, well, you know there might be a favor, but but you, you, you know when somebody does something for you, you've received something, right? right? It's a possession that you've received, and so you give thanks. How many have done something and nobody gave you thanks for it? <laughs> you, you know because because it was in their possession. To give you something back that they didn't give right and th- and that was thanks, yeah. but when you really seal the deal and you take possession of something, there is a natural response of gratitude. It might not even be expressed, but when you get something good it's like man i'm 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 grateful um let's look at this real quick though because it's it's not enough to just be thankful for something uh the level of gratitude that you have is actually attached to the value of the thing received and so it's it's not just going to be uh, thank you but what am i going to do with what i've received has a lot to do with the level of gratitude can you see this okay so let's just look at this real quick so so the first thing that i i've just got 3 of these that i just want to say this is thanks is an expressed gratitude appreciation value and impression for something received let's just go through these real quick and i'll give some examples praise based upon information about an experience of now i'm taking thanks to another level um and we're going to see some examples of this it's actually going to be what is praise that's where you know something about something and you magnify it a little bit right <clears throat> um, so I actually have somebody give me a truck and I, I am so blessed. I'm so blessed But and one, one thing about, um, this truck is I can tell you stuff about it. And, um, part of my gratitude is in my appreciation of what it is. It's got new tires on it. It's been kept pristine. You know, it's, it's a real, um, and in the telling of the condition of this thing, of the value of it, I'm actually expressing gratitude. Can you see that? There's, it's not enough to just to say thank you. And when this, when this vehicle was given to me, we were, we were in another state. And um, my wife was encouraging me to come back and get it later. And I said, no, I'm driving that thing home. Why? Because my gratitude level was at such. I'm not leaving that thing up there. That's mine. And I am so grateful for it. I'm going to drive it. Yeah. Now, now this. Is, it, it's part of gratitude. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> now. I have some other things. Do you ever keep things. Because of who gave them to you. Yep. Absolutely. And you don't ever open them. Or do anything with them. Now, you're grateful for it, but it's it's actually not useful. It's it's, it's not something that you're actually applying. It's not something that you're going to make sure you drive home from another state. It's in the middle of the night, making your wife go with you. We were all wrapped up in gratitude. I'll tell you what. <laughs> But there is an association with that. Gratitude isn't just saying thank you. That's right. That's it's a value you place upon what you've received and, and a plan on doing something with it. Can you see that? Okay, so one more here. Uh, just a verbal affirmation of a desired possession. So there is, there does need to be this, though. There needs to be an expression given. There need. When you just receive something, you use it, you know what, that, that is like, that can be like pride or something, you know? It's like, uh, this is all about me. I don't really care who gave it to me. I, I, I don't care about honoring them for it <laughs> because this is all about me. There, there's that side of it too. No, there needs to be an expression. There needs to be a humble gratitude that is that is verbalized, right? And so th- this is what... This is what thanks is. It's not just thinking of something and saying thank you. And I really don't think God's satisfied with that either. Us just telling him thank you. Like, what are we doing? So we'll get into this, though, because there's there's another side of gratitude of, of these things that God wants to take us to that's actually his side of things that we possess, Okay? Because gratitude, it always has... Thanks, it's always having to do with something that you've received, right? Okay? So, God's perspective of what we've received is going to be a little bit different than ours. So, like Saul, I want to say, God, open my eyes. Help me to see how it really is, okay? So, James 1.17. So, we'll admit here, and James... 117 says, uh, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. So there is a need for us to recognize that if there's anything good in our life, it came from him. Let's be grateful to him. Bravo. We're not going away from that. That's a God thing, right? But there's another side here. That God wants to call us up to. He said, I'm so thankful that you can look around and see stuff and say, yes, thank you, Father, for that. He said, but I have another side that is not limited to temporary things that you can see with your eyes. I have an unseen realm that I want to take you to that requires gratitude for accessing it. Okay? All right. So let's go to Hebrews 11 one. <laughs> Can you tell where I'm going? Yeah. <laughs> what does God do when he gets ready to gift something? He begins talking about it, doesn't he? He says, let there be, doesn't he? Let there be light. Everything about creation, what was it? It was to be a gift for us, right? Right? He hangs the stars. He, 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 put, he, he makes all the creatures. We're supposed to enjoy creatures. Some creatures I enjoy, some I don't. It's like God did not make those ones for me, so they're not coming close to me. Right? <laughs> I'm not grateful for them, <laughs> so they're not going to be a part of my life, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but this is who, if, if we're going to say, okay, God, show me. Another side of thanks that will open up some things for me. I'm going to have to go to God and say, "What is God's perspective of things?" Because faith has to do with things in our life, doesn't it? (laughs) Now we can go out and we can work and we can we can get things together ourselves. But but God says, "Okay, that's good. I've, I've invested that in you. Go ahead and be productive. You know, and that's that's awesome." But. There's a side of you that you will never tap into that's beyond your ability to produce that will always be limited as long as you're in the realm of thanking for what you can see. There's going to need to be a thanking beyond that. Doesn't God take us to higher levels in everything? Amen? He doesn't say just just stay... I'm so grateful he loves me the way I am, but I am so grateful he's not leaving me this way. Yeah. Right? right. He, has a, he has such a higher level to take us to. We'll be one with him. Amen. So now faith is a well-grounded assurance of that for which we hope and a conviction of the reality of things which we do not see. So he's making a definition of faith. He said it's, it's something that you have right now that you cannot see. It's a reality of things that, you, that goes beyond your ability to see with the natural. These kind of things you can't just say, let's see, huh, what am I thankful for? Uh, let's see, I like my truck that somebody gave me. I like my wife that I, that's so beautiful and, and showers me with blessings all the time. Um, I'm thankful for my church body. You know, all these things, I'm looking around to see them, and God's saying, that, that's good. I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that you're grateful for those things. God's thankful. But, but he said, I want to take you to another level. I want to take you to this level of new life that you've been raised to in me, in Christ. And you're going to have to get on my side of what you're thanking for. And it will change how you see things, okay? So what he's saying, it's going to be based upon an assurance of what you have right now. You're not waiting for something else to happen. Boy, when God heals me, it's really going to be wonderful. No. What do I have right now? Amen and it's a reality of things that i cannot see yet so if this is what faith is okay we're and we're aware of this how many are aware of this passage right we're we're aware of that but i want to say let's go take something we already know and maybe uh, attach it to something that we thought we knew about gratitude can we do that all right does everybody remember what you were being thankful for a little bit earlier i uh, I would like for us to maybe get into a whole different realm of that by the end. Can we do that? Okay. So Hebrews eleven six says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. Don't you think that pleasing somebody would be being on their side of something? Yeah. I want to get on God's side. Well, I, I, I'm going to want to please him then. And, and pleasing him is going to have to do with things that are unseen. And actually being, having possession of something right now that cannot be seen. Okay? Without faith it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So, if you're hooked up with a rewarder, what do you have right now? Rewards. You already possess rewards. Is that right? So if we're going to please him at all, we're going to have to get on his side of of a reward system where we already are blessed with rewards. Can we see that? All right. All right. Let's keep going. So praise is an expression of gratitude for a promise received. And in that praise, there's a strengthening of faith. Let's let's go here and look at Romans 4.20. This is talking about Abraham. Remember Abraham was given a promise that he's going to be a father of many nations. And he's not the father of one kid yet. Right? He's surrounded with obstacles to that end that would be overwhelming for anybody else. But... He has an understanding that if God gave him this promise. Isn't it amazing somebody like, he didn't have the whole Bible like we do. He has an encounter with God. I think we just need an encounter with God, right? It's like, <laughs> And that's what we're here for right now. In his word we get that. But he had an encounter with God where God said, I'm going to make you this. And on this promise he began to see himself right then. Nothing else has to happen. His wife doesn't have to have a baby. Nothing, she doesn't have to conceive. No biscuits in the oven. Somehow, when God gave him that promise, at that moment, he began to have gratitude in his heart that right now, I am already what he says I am. Amen? But it wasn't enough for him to just have that gratitude. How do you go that long <laughs> on a promise? Waiting for it to take place. Yeah, yeah. Well, you better be grateful. Yeah. And grateful has a voice. Okay? So let's look at this. No unbelief or distrust made him waver, doubtingly questioned, concerning the promise of God. But he grew strong. Have you ever had difficulty with your faith, where you feel weakened? What you're going through makes you feel weak in your faith. It's kind of like the alone bunch, you know. If you watch those guys, man, they start. Oh, I miss my wife. I miss my kids. I'm so hungry. I'm so. You start looking at what's going on around you, and 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 you lose the vision of the prize. You know. So what do you do in the meantime and, and we and you can you can watch these guys you can tell it's it's a it's what they're thinking on what they're focusing on what's coming out of their mouth you can tell by what's coming out of their mouth yeah. And and what Abraham did is he maintained that strength that he needed to get through to that time yeah. by giving praise Now what do we say Thanksgiving was, it's not just thanks, it's actually praise. It's valuing what you think you already have, what you believe you already have, right? But he grew strong and was empowered by faith as he gave praise and glory to God, fully satisfied and assured that God was able and mighty to keep his word and to do what he had promised. Huh? So Abraham gives us a clue of a God's side of thanks. Oh, I'm thanking him for something I don't see yet. Amen? I'm thanking him right now because he told me something. And this is actually our life in Christ. Did you know that's how we're born again? we're told that we're forgiven we believe that we act like it we receive it amen <laughs> okay oh, let's keep going where there is faith there's an an accompanying voice of grateful affirmation so 2 Corinthians 4:13 but possessing the same spirit of faith so this This chapter, he actually talks about this. I'm just going to go through some of the verses in here. But he talks about this spirit of faith that needs to have a voice. How many have had a promise in God that you you say, I'm believing for that thing? Mm -hmm. And when you say you're believing for it, where is the location of it when you're believing for it? Is it out in front of you somewhere? Now, we hope for things that that have yet to materialize, but where are they right now? There's an opportunity in a God thanks for something that's in the future to be held in your hand to be possessed right now. And what happens? What did we say with, with thanks? That's when it becomes your possession. Right? When you say thanks for something. That's when you've taken possession of it, right? When you begin to praise God as if he's already, it's said there in one of those, in one of those translations of of that one we just looked at about Abraham said, he, he praised God for this thing that God had promised him as if he had already received it. What are we praising God for in our life? Well, 20 years ago, God helped me with a headache. You know, it's like, no. (laughs) What is he right now? And there might be something you're going through right now. But he's saying, I have already provided the promise for that thing. That you can follow in Abraham's example. Begin praising him for something you don't even see yet. Amen? Okay. But possessing the same spirit of faith as he who wrote, I believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. So what you're speaking is either going to be on God's side of thanks for that thing or it's going to really be doubt. Right? I'm just, I'm just hoping and praying for this. <laughs> you know? Well, when God says it, you start praising as if it's already yours. Amen? <laughs> uh, so thanks enriches the working of grace for God's glory. So why is it necessary for there to be a voice of thanks with a regard to a promise? Because death and life are in the power of our tongue. In our tongue is, the, is, is the, the, the activation of faith that causes mountains to move, isn't it? If anyone says to this mountain, be thou removed. It's not a, if anybody thinks about it or has a really strong conviction about it. Or has a really grateful heart for that mountain going. <laughs> it's not that, is it? it, it it's, it's the voice. Yeah. There needs to be a voice associated with it. But here's the wonderful thing about a voice declaring this thing. Is every time there's a declaration of what God's promise already is. There's an expansion of its grace. Not just for you, but for somebody else. There's a need inside of each one of us for a release of the truth of God that is not limited to what we can see right now. And this is what he's talking about, Paul's talking about here. He said, you know what, we're going through a lot right now. We're having to press through what our body feels like, and it's for your sake. But when we do, there's a proclamation of a reality of what's ours already That goes into your heart and it causes thanksgiving to come out of your mouth in the same way it's come out of mine. (laughs) I just thought this was cool because I wasn't expecting this as much. But the whole purpose of us living by faith and having a mouth full of faith words of gratitude. It's a way of expanding the kingdom that we will never get because of our nice thoughts that we can come up with for a sermon. When we declare what we already have in God, not out of pompousness or anything else. We're just living our life and, and we're actually believing what we see. Somebody else is going to have that penetrate into their heart. There's truth in that like like, like. Your best sermon never comes up with <laughs> the, the testimony of the reality of what we already have. Amen? And what does it say here? For everything is for your sakes in order that grace being more richly bestowed because of the thanksgivings of the increased number. I'm getting a vision here. Of a whole bunch of people getting the revelation of what they have. And now their thanksgivings are based upon what God's promises are. They're liberated from what they can see. Amen? Now, it's not that we're not gonna see stuff, and we can be grateful for those things. But God's taking us to another, to a God side of thanks. Amen? May more and more promote the glory of God. Amen? This is actually where we get to the mountain moving kind of faith where we can speak to things. When we begin to believe that it's happening when we speak it. When we believe that it's a now thing. Amen? Okay. Let's keep going. So this is just a few verses down. Verse 17. On God's unseed side, there's eternal over temporary. And this is why God wants to take us to this place. Because most of the things that we would be thankful for in the natural are things that are going to pass away. Amen? God said, I want to take you to a place of the unseen. Where because of who I've made you to be on the inside, this new creation that you are, now you can believe in ways that you could never believe before. And now you can believe for eternal things to be accomplished that I've declared that all you have to do is activate By faith. Okay. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Oh, God's wanting to take us to this. This is why he gives us these promises. With thanks, the soul is secured in the peace of possession. Oh, isn't it nice when you finally get that thing? So, just one thing that I'm very thankful for right now, just as an example, is we're all going to be sitting on new ch- chairs here. <laughs> We've been blessed. Somebody purchased some for us, and uh, we ordered them, I think, in April or May. <laughs> Right now, I'm still in a in a position of a little bit of a frustration. I'm really not even sure. They told me they're on their way from China on a boat or something. It's like, goodness. <laughs> but there's something about when they when they're here, when we take all these chairs out, and when we're actually sitting. What you know? What all that frustration that. Months going by till they get here. Now, (laughs) this is where God wants to take us from, though, to where we don't get caught up in that frustration side of the wondering. And we say, no, faith says I have it now, so I'm going to enter into peace right now, as if I'm already sitting on that chair. (laughs) Amen. This is where he wants to take us. It's a God side of thanks. Right? Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with, with what? Thanksgiving. What does the thanksgiving do? It says it's mine now. I've already got it. Yeah. Man, you are weird. You're thanking God for stuff that you don't have? No, I have them. That's why I'm thanking him. Yeah. Amen? It's a critical part of faith. Laying hold on it like it's mine. Thanks says it's already sealed. It's already mine. Amen? Let your requests be made known to God. It's not that we we have not because we don't ask. We do need to ask, but when we ask, we ask by faith, right? And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. This is what we need more than that thing that we think we need is the peace. And this is what God provides. But when does it come? When we already believe his promise that it's ours now. Amen? It, you know, it, it's such opposite of what we're, we're, we're geared for. We, we want to wait until it's in our hand. But God said, I'm taking you to another place. You're going to have to trust me in this. You're going to have to pray, get used why do we praise God the way we do? You know, we were singing this, I, I like that last song that we sang. I like them all, but glory and majesty, you know. Mountains move. What, what, what are we doing when we're praising Him? We're, we're actually, and I'm going to take it to another level. My mountain is moved, you know, because I've spoken to it already. I don't need to see it in the ocean yet i i I believe the promise of God right now. amen, because from a position of peace, we can take a stance of faith that is immovable. We don't have to move, we don't have to fall. what the enemy wants to do is defeat us in what we think we're getting not is not happening, we're not seeing to the point we give up on God. All right, I won't stay there very long. all right. So in Christ is a thanks for every promise he's confirmed. So how do we get started with this? How many have anything that you could be believing God for? And we'll, we'll, we'll just touch on this because this is where we get started with a, a thanks side of God as we start taking his promise of, as if it's true. And then we start believing him. We can act, you know, uh, we can open our mouth and begin to praise God as if he's this amazing God of creation that's already done what he said he would do. And in the praising of him for that, instead of whining about what we wish he would do or we think he has not yet done, we begin to praise him for, for what he is, has promised us that he's already done. We become like Abraham faith is strengthened. And we're able to, to be maintained, and we enter into a rest. Amen? Don't you like a God side of thanks? Isn't it good? Amen? It is good to give thanks to the Lord. Man, is, it, is it Psalm 107, he just says, I wish everybody would just give thanks to the Lord. David has an understanding. Isn't that amazing? David in the Old Testament had an understanding of the works of God that were already his. That he just laid hold on. Maybe we just praise him for it. Amen? Yeah. All right. So I just want to go through, through three things real quick that, that touch all of us in our lives. And just pull out a... a there, there's stuff in the New Testament that we can look at, but we're talking about promises from the Old Testament, right? Because all the promises... Did I, did I read that? Oh, I didn't read that, did I? 2 Corinthians one twenty. For all the promises of God, whatever their number. <laughs> so it's kind of like it's kind of like the, uh, uh, the the creation of God. I don't have to like all of them. I can just get the ones I like, right? <laughs> I don't have to know them all. I just go to the ones that apply to me right now, and I can do something with them, right? For all the promises of God, whatever their number, have their confirmation in him. Jesus came to make it so that everything that was ever promised us in God is fulfilled in him. And for this reason, through him, also are amen. What is that? That's like, let it be. Thank you. That's mine. I I receive it now, right? Acknowledges their truth. And promotes the glory of God through what? Through our faith. Wow. You know, the walk of faith isn't just like. um, (laughs) This is what it is. It's taking a promise that he has. And let me step on that right now. Amen. I'm going to live by faith. The just. Shall live this way? This is our life. Aren't you glad for thanks that we can take something that God has said and we can put it in the department of mine, my position right now. Amen. I so let's look at sickness. How many ever looked at sickness before? How many ever had them? Uh, had a bull throw you up in the air, uh, break all your bones? <laughs> 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 How many ever cough into a microphone when you should? <laughs> okay. All right. <clears throat> Exodus 23, 25. So, so you shall serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and your water, and I will take sickness away from the midst of you. Is that a good promise or not? And there's so many other verses that we could say, but this is, this is what do you do with that? When you're coughing the microphones, you start praising God because he took sickness from the midst of you. Right? As if it's already yours. Did he promise this or not? You know, we and then we have uh, uh, 1 Peter 2, 24, right? Um, he bore all my sicknesses on the cross so I don't have to bear them. So I can start pr- not, not believing that if, if I can just somehow just... Whatever believing is, I can do it hard enough until I can convince God to move. Because he said he would move if I just believed hard enough. No. He's already moved. We just start praising him as if he did. God, you've already moved. You've already healed me. I praise you as my healer. Don't you like that that song? I believe... You're my healer. See how it goes? Uh, you hold my every moment. Right? You're more than enough for me. What happens when we're praising? Let's turn that into thanks. It's, let, let's see it as thanks. It's a, it, it's, it's a laying hold of what he's promised that we're praising him that he is. And now it's mine right now. It's a powerful part of our faith. Amen? But it has to displace the praising of the sickness. Faith gets crushed very easily when the opposition is being magnified above it, above God. So there's a need for our thanks, our praise to not shift over onto the opposite side of God which we can find ourselves very easily. Have you ever found yourself there? Man, it is so easy. You know, especially when you're in the middle of something that's really painful. Man, I've been there. It's like, ah, I had stuff going on with my back. It's like, ah, I can't even sleep. And you know what? That's when you do it the most. That's when you lay hold upon that. So, If he said it, I'm going to start praising him because it's mine right now. Amen. Okay, so sickness is one provision. Psalm 34.10, the young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. Is that, who's that? Oh, that's just David waxing poetic again. (laughs) That's God talking, isn't it? And the closer you get to the one that says these kinds of things, the, the thing that should come out of your mouth when you're being tempted with lack, when you're being tempted with something that he's saying is, I'm just not going to make it. You start praising him for the promise that you already have, that I, I don't lack because God doesn't allow me to. <laughs> he's my provider. Amen. He's able to make all grace abound to me, that in everything... I have more than I need. Amen? Amen. But what am I doing? Am I I, I doing that with a vision that is something that I still have yet to experience? Or there's a God side of thanks that puts it into the now. It's mine now. Amen? Amen? Okay, one more is, is protection. Isaiah 54, 17, no weapon formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue which rises against you in judgment you shall condemn. Don't you like that? Sometimes whenever I've said no weapon formed against you shall prosper, I'm always thinking about, like, you know, knives and, and guns and stuff like that. But how how many have ran into a tongue or two? You know, it's like, Whoa. <laughs> you know that that's just a bunch of baloney sticks and stones can break your bones but names will never harm have 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 how many have been have been kind of slashed by a tongue or two you know it's, it can be pretty pretty devastating but this is the heritage of the, of the servants of the lord and their righteousness is from me you know i i I was talking with somebody recently that was going through some, uh, worried about things that are going on in the world today. And, and becoming anxious and, and weeping about it. It's like, what's going to happen? We're going to run out of this. We're going to run out of that. It's going to be t- devastating. And you know, the answer <laughs> is not to keep watching the news or, or keep watching the source of, of the anxiety. But to begin to, to pull out what God said about something, a promise he has for me right now. Because worry about protection can cause you to get sick, cause you to to be disabled, not be able to even think. And God says, I've given you a promise. Let's take care of that protection thing right now. I, the God of creation, have promised you something, and now you're going to have to choose it. You're going to have to choose to think with regard to it. And as soon as you do, it's going to change everything about you. You begin to praise him as my protector. Every tongue that rises against me, I'm going to take dominance over that. Amen? He doesn't just say, I'm going to protect you. He says, I'm going to lift you up. You're going to be in a position of confidence. But I, I wanted to end on this because this is how we overcome. So 1 John 5.4 says this. For every child of God, are you a child of God? Yeah. Hmm. Don't you like this statement? This is almost like a faith statement. (laughs) Because sometimes I don't feel overcoming. Do you always feel overcoming? It's like, but I'm a child of God. Does this mean I'm not a child of God? No. (laughs) This means a statement has been made about you that you overcome. Don't you like God? He's a faith God. He doesn't just say, well, I just hope they do it. No, he he says things about us that are, we are overcomers. He says them. And then we get to choose to praise him for making us this way, right? But for every child of God overcomes the world. And the victorious principle which has overcome the world is what? Our faith. Now, hopefully, we've made a connection between thanksgiving and faith. Have you made this connection with me today? (laughs) There's a need, (laughs) If we believe God has given us something for us to take possession of it with our thanks, right? Because when we say thank you, now it's mine. It's gone from, it's no longer in the future, it's mine now, right? But he says this is how we overcome the world, is by our faith. Faith needs a voice. Faith has to have an affirmation, right? How powerful our thanks can become when it's not just a mindless throwing up something that I feel obligated to give God thanks for everything because he provides for all almighty. No. <laughs> it's how we overcome. It becomes, how many have a testimony? You know, we used to have testimony services. What, what is a testimony service? That's when somebody, when Myrtle gets up and says... I was gloriously filled with the Holy Ghost 20 years ago. It was so wonderful. It's still with me today. And that is a wonderful testimony. God is with us all the time. He, he really is, you know. But I was thinking about this because <laughs> what, that, that, is, that is something that keeps us, our testimony. But what is our testimony? That's our experience, our praise, and our declaration of our possession right now. Okay, so when the enemy's coming at you like a flood, there's a promise of God that's that's ready to be applied directly to that right now. Your testimony right now needs to be, I have victory over that now. I have overcome that right now. I'm not waiting till the other side of this for my testimony to become a testimony. Can you see the necessity of looking at testimony a little bit differently? Testimony with God becomes now. Yeah. Not after. Yeah. I'd like to tell you a testimony that a mountain is going to move. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because I've already told it to move. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. The enemy wants to come and he wants to steal and kill and destroy from our families. But what we can we do? We can say, my testimony is that my children are taught of the Lord. And my God is faithful to keep them. If I raise them up in the way that they will go, they will not depart from him. Amen? And I can begin to praise God about that right now. And when I'm tempted, when my children are doing something else, I can enter into rest on the promise because God has declared it. Amen? <laughs> Am I over? In fact, that's the only way I overcome in that. Otherwise, I'm overwhelmed by it. And I can actually become just as defeated as what I think my children are being defeated in. Right? But there's power in my gratitude. Because my gratitude changes everything to what God has said is mine now. And if I really believe that, if I'm having fellowship with this God, it will be real to me right now amen can we be challenged in this <laughs> not not maybe I, I know i'm oh y'all already already knew all this didn't you no, oh so dread it <laughs> we do to some extent don't we? we we know this but it's so good god help me to tell me to see it better help me to live it right yeah. Okay, I've got one more, and this is this is the one that we're familiar with. I'm so grateful for for the blood of Jesus that established this for us. That we're not doing something on our own. We're not we're not trying to come up, we're not trying to work something up, we're not trying to convince God, we're not trying to make something happen. No, it's been established by the blood of Jesus. Everything He has already won for us. We want God to come move, and He said, I've moved. I need you to believe, I need to choose my movements. <laughs> I need you to choose what I've already moved in, right? So in Revelation, don't you like, this is the post where we're at now. This might be talking about some different individuals in particular, but I believe it's a principle that we can lay hold on right now. Amen? They defeated him. How did they defeat him? Well, it wasn't just a baseless thing. It was established uh, litigation that the blood of Jesus purchased our freedom from every work of the enemy. Amen? But it wasn't enough. It's not enough to just have this available. And it's not enough to just say thank you. It has to become a testimony at the time of conflict. I'd like us just to see testimony from a different perspective. It's not something that is after the conflict. It's in the conflict. Because the testimony is a declaration of what God has already done. And what I already am right now in the middle of this conflict. Amen? The blood has done it for me. But now it takes my testimony. The words in my mouth. Faith has to have a voice. And thanks become a very potent weapon against the enemy. Amen? They defeated him by the blood of the Lamb and by their testimony. One of them says word of their testimony, right? For they did not love their lives, but laid them down for him. Now, you know, there's, there's a point at which, you know, and in, in, I think Paul talks about this sometimes. He says, you have not resisted unto death yet. And again, watching alone, you know, you think, man, they... They really learn how to resist for a long time, you know. What am I resisting? What am I going? But our resistance needs to not be something in ourselves. No, our our resistance is based upon what God has said. Yeah. Amen. We allow Him to do the work, but then we choose it. Oh, there's such a wonderful choice. And the, the God kind of thanks that we can lay hold upon today strengthens us, takes us into a place of peace liberates us from the attacks of the enemy. Amen. And then we can can live Psalm 91. We don't just have to think how wonderful songs are that sing about that. They become our life. Amen. All right. Can we just, why don't we stand up together? And I just... Is this born with us with your heart? I I want this to be practical for you. You know, there's there's so many. The the, the challenge with this is there, there are so many promises from God. But it can be a very practical thing. And I challenge you with this right now. Take that same thing that maybe you were thinking about a little bit earlier. Or take something completely different, something you're going through right now. And let's consider what God has already done for that thing. Let's take it into the realm of thanks, of possession. Amen? If you're going through something in your body, if you're going through something something with your family, what has God said about that? Amen? Let's take it out of the realm of something that's in the future for me to possess in the future. Let's take it into the now. Let's say it's mine now. Amen? Father Abraham is our father. Let's start being like his kids. I am one of them, and so are you. Amen. But we've been given the nature of Almighty God. This is how he does stuff. He declares them to be, and they're his possession right away. Let's lay hold upon these today, okay? I've, got some, I've just got a few phrases that we can say together. Let's, let's declare these together. And as we do, let's let's let this be a a statement of where we are now. Amen? I am risen together with Christ into newness of life and all that Jesus' blood has secured for me. One more time. I am risen together with Christ into newness of life and all that Jesus' blood has secured for me. Every promise is already mine. And as I respond with thanks, it is taken by faith in my heart. That means my heart possesses it, right? Every promise is already mine, and I respond with thanks. It is taken by faith in my heart. I am freed from all anxiety and free and fear, taking everything to God in prayer and trusting Him there with thanks i am freed from all anxiety and fear taking everything to god in prayer and trusting him there with thanks i've got one more i overcome in every situation by power in the blood of jesus and its testimony of gratitude in my mouth is that good I challenge us. Let's begin to to put a little meter on side of us on the inside of us and to begin to say, "Am I just thanking God for things I already have? That situation that's in my life right now, I'm gonna take it to God based upon what He's already said, and I'm gonna make it, turn it into a thanks exercise. Amen? I'm gonna make it mine now. <laughs> This is what we've been given in Him. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's just lift our hands to Him right now. Let's, let's just give Him praise right now for uh, declare something that's going on in your life.